Welcome back, everyone, to the Kickasser Class Podcast. It has been a while, but we've got a good one for you today. We are talking Ted Lasso. Yes, the Apple TV surprise hit that first aired back in the fall of 2020 when many of us were still in lockdowns and we were looking for some uh, hope or, in the words of Coach Lasso himself, something to believe. Now, I'm the first to admit that I was not immediately on the Lasso bandwagon. Uh, the first thing about that is that I didn't have an Apple TV subscription, so when it first came out, I literally did not have access to watch it, unless, of course, I wanted to pay for it. And then by the time I did get a subscription, well, then, of course, it just turns into wanting to be a rebel. Um, I try to reject what the rest of the world thinks is great and popular. Um, and by that time, I'm thinking, OK, well, I don't need to watch Ted Lasso. You know, sure, it sounds great. It sounds kind of cheesy. It just I wanted to reject it for whatever reason. But like many of you, uh, we were hooked from episode one. Right. We're looking at these characters. We've got Jamie Tart. What a punk. We've got Roy Kent. You know, gosh, what a grump. We've got Rebecca Welton. Uh, she's deceitful. She's a deceitful fool for the instantly lovable but gullible Mr. Lasso. Now, my wife and I, we binge watched the first season and quickly dove into season two, uh, which I would still say is the greatest of the three seasons with its focus on the highs and lows of Mr. Roy Kent. And then, of course, that brings us to where we are right now, right? We finally finished the last episode of season three. It came out last week. And I have to say, what a send off. I loved it. I don't know about you, but I loved it. Um, but all of that to say, there was a very long opening to this podcast episode, which we are going to title Lessons from Lasso, Feelings and Friendship, Leadership and Life. So without further ado, let's dive in. To quote, feelings get you stuck, but feelings also set you free. Effort can make you vulnerable, but effort matters. Now, a lot has and will continue to be written about Ted Lasso, right? It's a great show and people love it all over the world. Now, it has a brilliant script. It's got a brilliant cast. Um, and that cast was tasked with telling the story that is not that different than many of us. And that is that the worst place to be is lost in perpetual stuckness. Now, most references to the show speak to its lessons in leadership and rightly so, right? There are plenty to speak of, but the thing that I noticed is that the ease at which we've come to work lasso one-liners um, into well-intentioned yet feeble attempts at motivating, you know, our real-world peers or our or team members um, or friends, right? I think it actually does a disservice to the larger lesson of the show. And that larger lesson, I believe, is that the road to growth is not only long and hard, but sometimes the weight of our past haunts are heavy enough to trap us in a black hole, right? A purgatory of sorts. And it's here that we find the characters of Ted Lasso. And some of the, the storylines were certainly not exposed until later on in the show, but it's here that we find the characters of Ted Lasso. Each and every one of them are lost, right? Jamie's lost, Rebecca's lost, Ted is lost, Beard is lost. They're all lost. They're all lost in their place and time. Uh, they're unable to break free, unable to break through, or unable to break from, unable to break from someone, something, um, someplace, whatever it might be. Now, over the last three years, we've all come to love the effortless common sense that is Coach Lasso, right? He, he, he spits this out um, like poetry. Um, and he does his darndest, though, to mask the depth of his insights with this aw shucks and plain speaking Southern charm. And I was thinking about that a little bit too. And I thought, would this have worked had it been some New York City um, hotshot coach that came in with a New York accent? And, and I have to think, I just don't think of what it would have, right? There is something to do with that accent 
that hooks you all in. But what's interesting and really didn't get exposed in its fullest until season two is that behind this facade of Coach Lasso, of this simple man with motivating words, is someone who is deeply wounded. Now, he may have had more pain, more confusion, and more anger than any of his pupils, right? And so while Ted certainly begins to lead those around him to the edge of their improved self, it really isn't until he begins to tackle his own emotional burdens that the community as a whole, the community of all these different characters that are involved, until he starts to tackle his own burdens that the community as a whole breaks free of their purgatory. And I want to break that down a little bit further. Let's think about um, let's think about the definition of leadership, right? Because if we think that Ted Lasso is about leadership, which most people do, then we first have to understand what it is to lead. And if you've listened to the show in the past, you know I like to dig into definitions of words. So the definition of lead is to be a route or means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction. And the second definition of that is to cause to go with another by holding them by the hand. So again, to lead, which is the root word of leadership is be a route or means of access to a particular place or a particular direction. And then also to go with them by holding them by the hand. Now, early in the show, we get exposed to the genius of Lasso's leadership, right? And how he applies his humbleness, his patience, his wisdom and his creativity to be both that vessel for access to new direction for his companions, but then also the one who takes it as a personal responsibility to hold their hand along the way, right? That's leadership in action. And that's what Ted did best. But as the show wrapped up, it hit me. This isn't just about leadership, right? I would argue that Ted Lasso, the television program is more about friendship than it is about leadership. And there are a few items that stuck out to me. One, let's talk about Beard, right? Beard, Ted's faithful assistant coach. Well, Beard's loyalty to Ted was only matched by his brutal and hilarious honesty that more than once set Ted on the right path or snapped Ted out of it, right? Then we have Rebecca. Rebecca, the powerhouse business owner, uh, she has this self-built wall against showing any type of weakness or emotion. And it just so happened that this wall could only be scaled by the unabashedly uh, jovial openness of Keely, who turns out to be a great friend for her, right? And then we've got Roy, Roy Kent, Mr. Four-Letter Word, Every Other Word. Uh, Roy's anger could only be bested by his nemesis, Jamie. So Roy's anger could only be bested by Jamie's naivete. And then we have Nate, right? And it was Ted's supposed lack of ambition that could be the only thing to keep the danger of Nate's ambition in check. So I love all of those different storylines, but all of them are about friendship as well. So while at times each of these characters were at odds with one another, um, at odds with themselves, as their friendships grew, so did their ability to meet their friend's vulnerability with grace. And it's here that the magic started to happen because where grace was received, friendships formed. And where friendships formed, new leaders were raised. And it was those leaders, those friends, who held the hand of Ted as he navigated through the paralyzing demons that had trapped him in a position of helper for everyone else, but never for himself, right? His leading led to their friendships. Their friendships led to Ted's recovery. And I think that is really what the show leaves us 
in the end. So I read a great article. Um, it was written uh, in the Associated Press um, by a journalist named Ted Anthony. So no pun intended with a Ted, but uh, Associated Press journalist named Ted Anthony. And I'm sorry, Trent Krim Independent. Ted Anthony AP is a real journalist. But um, Ted Anthony said this. He said, feelings get you stuck, but feelings also set you free. Effort can make you vulnerable, but effort matters. So with that, I say, believe. Believe it, folks. Ted Lasso, what a show. That's it on the serious stuff. Um, now I want to talk about some random thoughts, uh, random farewell thoughts and opinions of the show in no particular order. These are just for fun. So number one, uh, while my first preference would have been to have Ted and his wife to have worked out their differences at the end of the show uh, and saved their marriage, right? He comes back home to the United States and we see him meet his son and his wife is wearing there too. So I actually wondered, did they actually get back together or is she just there to greet him um, as he comes home to his son? I'm not really sure. But all that to say, let's say they didn't end up together. Then my my next best preference would have been that he actually ended up with Rebecca, right? I am all here for the courtship of Ted and Rebecca. I think it'd truly be a great cap off to the show. Next opinion. Um, if there's any character of Ted Lasso that deserves a spinoff or even like an origin story, since that's popular now, it is definitely Roy Kent, right? Roy Kent, after all, he's here, he's there, he's every effing where. Uh, we love Roy Kent. And the other thing I'd like about the idea of a Roy Kent spinoff is that it also would give us more of Jamie Tart. Um, so the, whether that's Jamie and Roy's rivalry um, or the next level of Jamie and Roy's friendship, I don't know what it could be, but I want all of it. I am here for it. So the next thing, I thought for sure that Nate would have landed the head coaching gig um, of Richmond after Ted left, but, um, but I was also pleasantly surprised when they showed Roy being announced as the next manager. I think it's, I think it actually makes more sense um, and it shows Roy's growth. So I thought that was really, really cool. And then of course, Nate, it looks like he's gonna stay on and be an assistant with Roy. Um, and while I think Keely and Roy are wonderful with each other, I can't help but think that it's Keely and Jamie who are still meant to be with one another. And when I think of Keely and Jamie and just their personalities, um, I think, gosh, uh, can you imagine, and these are all make-believe characters, right? But can you imagine a reality TV show, a keeping up with Keely Jones and Jamie Tart? They would dominate the airwaves for sure. Uh, and here's another one that was interesting. Uh, every show, right? And every world, real world group of friends, they all need their stable person in their group, right? And for that reason, I would say, can we all agree that Leslie was the silent hero of the Ted Lasso series, right? He had both that dopey comic relief, but he was also uh, a comforting Labrador retriever um, in human form, right? He kept it light, but he was also the stable ground that the rest of the characters needed the most. And I would also with that give an honorary mention then to Trent Krim too, um, because I think he also was a stable for everyone else. Um, one of my favorite moments, Beard's speech to Nate explaining how and why he became so loyal to Ted. And then after he tells that story, right, he gives this hug to Nate. And it's so obviously clear that it was a forced effort of putting Beard's forgiveness of Nate in action and doing that hug. And I just thought it was an amazing scene. 
definitely a top five moment for me. Um, talking about storylines and more just fun storylines, Zoro, uh, Van Damme, and Zava, um, and even Danny, right? I loved all of those characters. I loved all of those bits. It was fantastic. Um, and then back to the Ted and Rebecca theme, Rebe Rebecca calming Ted in the alleyway of the karaoke bar. I think this was season two, right? After his first um, or maybe even second pan attack, I would definitely say that that was another top five moment. But the one interesting thing about this scene, and this is the dad in me saying this, but so Ted, you know, he leaves the karaoke bar, he goes in the alleyway, he's having a, a panic attack. Clearly he is, he, he is troubled in that moment. Rebecca comes out, um, she calms him. Um, he says he's going to go back to the hotel. And then she says, well, do you, me, do you want me to walk you? And he says, no, 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 I'm fine. Well, as the dad out here, I would say, Rebecca, you definitely should have walked him home. He's in a strange city. He's having a panic attack. It's nighttime. He's probably had some drinks. Like, you should have walked him home and brought him back to the hotel to ensure that he was safe. So that's it. Um, oh, the last note, Ted and Rebecca. I, I feel really strong in this Ted and Rebecca theme here. The Ted and Rebecca Christmas episode, um, it was just fantastic, right? Gave us all the warm fuzzies, made you love Christmas, made you want to go to England for Christmas. Um, but it was also just a nice side note uh, of a great, um, a great television program. So that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed Ted Lasso. Some people would say, gosh, why did it end so soon? Why can't we do more seasons? And I would agree with that, right? Like we all want more. But at the same time, we've all seen television programs that have gone on too long. Um, they struggle with the storylines. And I would say that even season three, for the early parts of it, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was as strong as the first two seasons. But I thought it wrapped up great. Um, but there we go. So we're going to say this again, right? The quotes that I, I said in the beginning. Feelings get you stuck, but feelings also set you free. Effort can make you vulnerable, but effort matters. Cheers. Thank you.